Hello everyone, welcome to episode 5 of Latinx Expression. I am your host, Guadalupe, and today I bring to you a different kind of episode. The primary goal of this episode is to make a call to action to my Latinx community to go out and vote for the 2020 presidential election. This election can have a detrimental effect on the future of our country, and I can't emphasize enough the importance of raising our voices now more than ever. We have first-handedly witnessed the abuse of power by the current administration, and this has caused our country to take a hundred steps back for every step we once took forward. This has to stop. The future of our country is at stake. Trump has had the audacity to openly disclose racist and sexist remarks without honestly giving two fucks what anyone thinks or feels. He is, in my opinion, a self-absorbent asshole that needs to pack his raggedy ass right out of the White House. Please do excuse my language, but I am just so tired of the abuse my community and other people of color have had through this administration. So if you're listening to this right now and you're thinking, well, you know, he's not that bad. Well, let me just take a step back and refresh your memory on Trump's abuse of power. On December 2nd, 2015, This country was shaken by the San Bernardino shooting in which Muslim husband and wife massacred 14 and wounded many other people. Trump came out with the most absurd statement calling for a, and I quote, total and complete shutdown of Muslims entering the U.S. until our country can figure out what's going on. Seriously? He's acting like this couple truly represents the entire Muslim community. He's basically saying that we must fear all Muslims because they must all be the same, right? They must all be terrorists. This is complete bullshit. Two people do not represent their entire community. They represent themselves and their own character. I have personally met so many wonderful Muslims throughout my life, and I honestly cannot speak enough of their kindness. Just last year, I was driving to Baltimore for a work event, and if you know the D.C. area pretty well, you know that there are tons of potholes everywhere. Well, I went over a pothole with my car on the interstate, and I was basically stranded with a flat waiting for a tow truck to come and help me out. I didn't even try to get out of the car because the medium where I pulled over was just basically non-existent and cars were flying by so fast. But next thing you know, a car pulls over and it's a total stranger. He's a black man and he kindly asks me if I need help. I say yes and he changes my tire for me. He risked his own life, possibly getting hit by a car going 80 miles per hour or more. I was so grateful to him and I just you know, kept on thanking him. He told me that he was a Muslim and that in his religion, you have to help out anyone that you encounter that needs help. And he told me that that's why he had stopped by to help me. That is one of the nicest things a total stranger had ever done for me. Even though I don't consider myself a religious person, I respect everyone's religious beliefs. We live in America. I mean, you should feel safe practicing whatever religion you choose in this country. So it greatly upsets me when Trump makes these barbaric statements making all Muslims seem as something to be feared. 
you know, words matter and kids are listening to these statements of hatred from the person that's supposed to be leading this country. That is not right. It, it's not right to instill fear. And since the beginning of his presidency, Trump has instilled fear of people in my community calling us rapists and criminals, saying that he needs to build that so-called wall to keep us out, saying things like, and I quote, when Mexico sends its people, they're not sending their best, they're not sending you, they're sending people with lots of problems. They're bringing drugs, they're bringing crime, they're rapists, they're sending us not the right people. And it's coming from more than Mexico, it's coming from all over South and Latin America, and it's probably coming from the Middle East. I grew up in a Latinx community of my home state, of California and the people of my community are honestly the most hardworking, kind-hearted individuals you will ever come across. We help each other out, we have each other's backs, and our community is really unlike any other. So it truly breaks my heart to hear statements like this come from someone who's supposed to lead us forward, but instead decides that just because we're south of the border, we don't bring the best people to this country. As a reminder to Trump, we didn't cross the border. The border crossed us. And I am a proud daughter of Mexican immigrants who were, if I do say so myself, extremely amazing people. My parents obviously had their bad days just like everyone else, but they had hearts of gold that sacrificed everything for me. It is because of them that I do not plan to stay quiet. I will call out the racial injustice and inequity of our country. My parents made it possible for me to have a voice, and you better believe that I will use it, which is actually one of the main reasons why I started this podcast, to dismantle the racist abuse towards my community and bring forth a more accurate representation of who we are. So here we are in 2020, taking steps back when we should be going forward. We have a president that has no problem being a public racist, a sexist, who has said numerous derogatory terms towards women, a president who calls white supremacists very fine people after the violent protests in Charlottesville, Virginia back in 2017, a president who calls my community rapists and criminals. This hatred coming from a so-called leader has to stop. But there's hope. We do have the ability to determine the political fate of this country, and we shouldn't take that lightly. In this election, we have the ability to decide the trajectory of where the country goes in the next 20 years. I don't know about you guys, but I sure don't want to keep taking steps back. We need to move our country forward for not only our own sake, but for the sake of our future generations. The Latinx community is a huge and growing voting block, and this is our opportunity to flex our power and let our voices be heard. Traditionally, the turnout of Latinx eligible voters has been about 20% less than that of white voters. This year, our Latinx community has to go out and vote. Our future truly depends on it. And for the first time ever, the Latinx community is the country's largest minority bloc in a U.S. presidential election. That is huge. We currently account for 13.3% of all voters, which makes us a strong 32 million eligible voters. 
This has been a significant increase since 2004 when we only made up 16.6 million voters. So we have literally doubled in number since then. There are many other Latinos and Latinas in this country that are unable to vote because of their immigration status. So I have personally made a decision to vote for those members of my community who are not able to. It is my duty to have their voices heard through my own vote. 2020 has been a difficult year and has affected each one of us in so many ways. You know, we're still living through COVID-19. We're still seeing the lives of our black and brown brothers and sisters being threatened by police brutality. We need to see progress and, and leadership that is actually for the people. So if you don't vote, remember that others will. Others that don't care about the issues that are important to us. Others that have that political power to make decisions that can impact you in a negative way. So we have to make our voices count, guys. On Friday, September 25th, I submitted my ballot for the 2020 presidential election. I voted for all those members of my community that are not able to and to, to see this country move forward. I don't think that I need to say it because, I mean, it's pretty self-explanatory, but I do want to say it anyway. I obviously voted for Joe Biden and Kamala Harris, and you can also submit your vote for Biden and Harris. There's still time to register to vote, so please do so. Our country truly depends on it. And I want to give you guys a couple of registration deadlines by state. Obviously, I won't go into every single state because we'll be here forever, but I will say the states where I have the most listeners. For other states, all you have to do to find out the last day to register to vote is just to look it up on Google. It's easy enough. Um, but real quick, voter registration deadlines are as follows. California, October the 19th. Texas, October the 5th. Virginia, October 13th. Washington State, October the 26th. Washington, D.C., Oregon, and Maryland, all October the 13th. Don't miss your deadline, guys. Go out, register, and then go out and vote. Lastly, I do want to share a quick story with you all. In the 1940s, segregation was widely accepted in the United States. Mexicans and many other minorities were not allowed to enter white-only re restaurants, movie theaters, and schools. During this time, Sylvia Mendez was a nine-year-old girl of Mexican and Puerto Rican descent. Um, and she was denied enrollment in an all-white school in California. Sylvia's parents were obviously not happy about this, so they went to the principal, the superintendent, and the school board at the time, but each time they were told that Mexicans were not allowed to attend their schools. So the family was not happy, but they were not complacent. They didn't settle, so they hired an attorney, they convinced other families to support their costs, and they went to court to fight against segregation in the school system. The superintendent took the stand and, and he said, people of Mexican descent were intellectually, culturally, morally inferior to European Americans. He said he would never let a Latino uh, child enrolled in a white school. The Mexican community argued that separate is not equal. So in 1946, with the support of her parents, nine-year-old Sylvia Mendez, testified and demonstrated that Latino American children were just as capable as white students. And in February 18, 1946, Judge McCormick ruled in favor of Mendes, eventually costing California to be the first state to outlaw segregation. 
The Mendez family, Sylvia and her parents, they paved the way for a desegregation of schools in America. Seven years later, Brown versus Board of Education desegregated schools in the entire country. But this brave Latinx family and other families that joined them, they stood up against all odds for the future of all students. Change is possible. President Barack Obama awarded Sylvia Mendez the Presidential Medal of Freedom back in 2011 to honor and celebrate that victorious win for all Latinos through Sylvia Mendez, her parents, and the other families that fought for what was right. I tell you this story to remind you that change is possible. Together, we can make a difference. The future of our country needs us. We need to step up and bring that much needed change to our country. The racial injustice and inequity that people of color have faced in this country is overbearing. And if we have a president that continues to reinforce these lies, our country will keep moving backward. I urge each member of my community to come together and vote. It may not seem like much, but with each one of us doing our part, our unity will speak wonders. Remember that as Latinos and Latinas in this country, we are the largest minority voting bloc in this election. And we can bring our voices together to reshape this country into a more just and equitable home for us all. So that is all for today's episode, guys. Thank you all so much for listening. I do hope that you all go out and vote by election day, which is on November the 3rd. We have only 37 days left until election day. So please do take someone with you to the voting polls. Uh, Let's make our vote count. It's very, very important, especially now more than ever. So thank you all. If you like this episode, be sure to check out other episodes at latinxexpression.com and be sure to connect with us on social media. So until next time, my friends, bye, adios.